Uh, welcome to the Friday Gathering, this is good. Uh, Riley's our si sound guy for this adventure. Um, we're doing this a little bit differently. We're gonna be driving in a car for the whole time, which is really amazing. As we usually do at the Friday Gathering, we start with a riddle. Um, and usually we have Eli to do that. And you know what, actually, here he is now. Come on in. Cool, we're good. We're good, all right, Elijah Crawshaw, tell, let me, hit me with the riddle. That's what we're up to. So we just, we've just told everyone that we're gonna be, um, no, 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 no. It's on my phone. Well, that's unlucky, you're gonna have to remember it. I don't remember it though. Do you remember any other riddles? No. All right, so I'm gonna do the riddle because Elijah didn't know, he just didn't bring his big book of riddles, which is fair enough. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Didn't bring the, can't fit the big book of riddles in the car. That's all good. Um, so, my riddle is, one night, a king, a queen, and their son, the prince, went into a room in the castle. The next day, four people came out. How's this possible? How? That's a really good point. Um, what, what do we usually say at the end of this, Eli? We're going to have the answer at the end, and if you guess it, then meat tray? I don't know. Good, good way of bringing up the meat tray. What are we doing today, Eli? Why are we doing this? We're delivering some spam to Michael's wife. Wasn't <laughs> it? And and we're gonna we're gonna send a meat tray to the greasers because that's what we've been saying every week that we're gonna do. Because she got all yeah. Why the, why all three of the riddles and she deserves a, a meat tray for that. She really does. From yours sincerely. No, what was I? The Riddler. <laughs> Sorry, I am having a big mind blank today. Mind, mind blank day. That's okay. Mind blank day. Can you, Braden, tell us about the time that we went to the to see Citizens? Well, we've seen Citizens twice, and I think they were both um, special for two different reasons. They were two very different concerts, but they were two very sick concerts in different ways. I think the first time we saw them, it was super exciting because as like someone who's been to lots of gigs and you've seen lots of different reactions to people at gigs, and I think. It's just so much fun when you see that the band playing on stage are just so stoked that everyone's excited. For sure. I think the yeah. first time we came and played, they came and played, sorry, the, they were just so blown away by how epic the crowd was and how everyone knew the songs and everyone was so stoked that they were there. So that made for like a super amazing like two-way interaction of like the band being stoked that everyone was so happy and being so surprised and everyone who was there being so stoked. And I think the second time it was... It was a bit different because they'd like planned it around thing, but it was special because they came out and played actually the EP that the song I just played off. They played that whole EP before it had actually come out, so they knew that Sydney was so stoked about their music that they used this as a litmus test to see how it would go. So that was like a different experience, but also super fun and super sick. Thanks so much for that, man. Cool. Thanks for the Soul Revival Uber ride. Woo! I'll see you guys later. See ya. See ya. See ya. We've dropped off Brayden. Uh, we've still got Fox in the back, which is sick. We're heading over, um, over the bridge, out of the Shire. Out of the Shire. We're not really going out of the Shire. <laughs> to all those people that live across the bridge, we're sorry. Um, I personally think it's out of the Shire. Eli, Eli does personally think it's out of the Shire, which is which is fair enough um, because there's a bridge. But um, no, okay. So we're going to the Greaser's house, which is good. It was really good. Um, but while we while we're on the way, I just wanted to chat to you about what's happening at the moment. Um, in the news recently, they've we've been seeing that. Uh, restrictions have been easy, mm -hmm. which is cool, but it also means that you guys have to go back to school 
Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, what do you what's, what do you think of that? Do you like? Uh, I mean, I can't wake up at 7 and play Xbox in the morning. School's going back, which is exciting. That's next week. Uh, youth Tonight is going to be really fun. Um, so stay tuned for what's on at Youth Tonight. We've just had Fuse, which is really cool. Um, what I thought we might do while we're driving along here, like, is something, something I like to do when I drive, personally, is I like to take the time and actually just pray. Like, I think it's a really beautiful spot to... Uh, sometimes, sometimes those of us who drive um, are really busy and we potentially struggle to give God time to pray. Um, and some, something I've liked, I've been doing over the last little while is, is trying to use my driving alone time to pray. And I think this is also a really good time to, to maybe pre- present these things, these, these thoughts about restrictions changing and school going back and like all the year 12s are still going through crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, Eli, if you wouldn't mind praying for that, that would be really cool. Sure. Um, dear God, I pray that youth goes well tonight. I pray that as we get set up Zoom and send emails that there's no technical difficulties and that all the people who want to go on can come on and have a really fun time because it's going to be really good. <laughs> and I also pray that thank you so much that the restrictions are finally easing and that people can start going back to school and that when we do go back to school that we can stay safe and stay healthy and as well as the year 12s not struggling as much. Amen. We've arrived at Greaves' place and bye Eli and see you Eli. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Chris. This is Hello. this is for you. Oh, I get a, I get, get, a, get a mic. What, what did you What did you just call this, Chris? Carpool Churchyaki. <laughs> with, with, uh, with skinny James Corden. Yeah, that's me. It's with and long hair, long haired skinny James Corden who yeah. can't sing. Cool. We we just did we just did a song, and Elijah and I were singing in the front with Brayden. Yeah. And the <laughs> the current issue is I'm not sure if our audio will get picked up. Ah, cool. Because it wasn't great. Ah, well, it's a it's a trial. Exactly right. It's the first time I've ever done church in a car. It's the first time I've ever done church in a car. It's exciting. It's very exciting. This is Bangor, if you can see through the skylight. Fantastic. The beautiful sunny sky of Bangor. The greatest of suburbs. So, Sutherland is the centre of the Shire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bangor is next to Sutherland, making it closer to the centre of the Shire than Grace Point, Gaimi Bay... <laughs> Or any other hole that or some Cronulla. of you people... Yeah, Cronulla. Yeah. Right? And there's a whole bunch of other suburbs, like west of here, that are also in the Shire. Okay, when you play car games, if you ever do... Yeah. Do you play Spotto? Ever? I have. You before. have played... I, do, I generally don't play them now. Do you punch people on Spotto? Uh, I have done that before. Okay. What I is spend the, most of opinion? the time in my car with my wife. Okay. So I don't think Punch Buggy is a game I'm allowed to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fine. That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Corners was yep. always a big one. Corners is great. Particularly if you've got three people in the back, because mm-hmm. then the guy, you need the person in the middle to make up the mass. Of course, of course. Otherwise, you can't get over. Do you have any particularly memorable road trips that you've ever been on? Uh, I've done probably two like real road trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we went to Tasmania. Awesome. So we drove to Tasmania. Um, to run... Jumped on the Spirit. We jumped on the Spirit of Tasmania from Melbourne mm-hmm. down to Tassie. Uh, that was to run a camp, uh, a, a, kind of like a week away for a bunch of guys down in Tasmania. We were cool. doing the youth program for them. And um, the Inmans had this bus, um, a, like this mini bus that was very small. Um, but we all fit in it. 
uh, but the door didn't close properly. So, what, <laughs> like it closed, but it would just open, every time it hit a bump, it would open ever so slightly, and so the internal light would flash, oh, like, no. semi-regularly. <laughs> Um, so was there someone Was there someone whose job it was on the road trip to close the door? I didn't open enough. Like, it was still closed. Okay. But it just, like, rattled enough that the light would, like, a rave party. Yeah, perfect. Um, so that was a that was an all-day trip down to Melbourne. Sick. And then I've done another one. We went to Easterfest, which mm-hmm. was a Christian music festival in Toowoomba. Yep. Which is, like, two hours west of Brisbane, I think, if I've got my geography right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went... We did a trip from here up with two cars worth of people, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of people from Solis and a bunch of people from uh, Guy Um So to see the last ever OC Supertones gig in Australia, oh. they have since retired. I'm so um, jealous. So that was excellent. OC Supertones, the greatest band to ever exist. Oh. Um, Scar yep. will never die. Uh, <laughs> this is the moment where on James Corner we'd be like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is what we've got this on the radio. Is, yeah, yeah. You're going to sing a song now. Yeah, well, wait, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. We've just been singing some Christian music. We're talking yep. about um, East Fest, which is a big thing about Christian yep. music. Is there anything at the moment um, in Christian music that you're excited for or that you um, could recommend or for people wanting to get into check, to check some out? So Spotify is great for trying to find stuff. Mm-hmm. It's heaps easier than, um, than it used to be. I think the problem at the moment is most Christian music is like just like some dude with a guitar oh like kind of a almost so, like Josh Garrell yeah yeah and so all it's, those kind of it's, guys it's very much down that one genre or yeah. that's just the Spotify wormhole that I'm going down the reason I like the Super Tones is that heaps of fun mm-hmm. and you can like dance yep. Ribs and Robots is like the big one at mm-hmm. the moment there's a guy called Chris Renzima oh I have noticed he's really fun and another duet uh, called the Grey Havens sick so they're a married couple so it's, it's, it's again it's a lot of acoustic-y mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So it's not the fun get-around-dance stuff, but mm-hmm. it is cool lyrically and musically it's really good. And if anyone finds anything, let us know, because that would be rad to like have cool stuff. Or if you're a musician and you kind of saw Revival, you could like write your own stuff. Yeah, make, make stuff. Make that'd stuff. Be awesome. That'd be unreal too. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Grace. We'll awesome. Go, we'll go get Elijah and we'll go get you a Mitre. We've just dropped... Riley off yeah. at the factory, which has been great. So special thanks to Riley, our sound man. Um, but now what we're going to do is the most important thing we do here at Sorrow Church, um, and that's read the Bible. Yeah. Um, Eli, uh, can you do that for us? Um, if you want to read along, you can read from Galatians 20 to 21. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in, in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Eli. Uh, You've been fantastic today. We'll get um, the answer to my riddle from you after this. Uh, But what we're going to do first is we're going to hear a sermon from Stu, and he is just on the side of the road here. So it'd be awesome if you can sort of see to him. Here he is. Hello. Alright. G'day. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. Good to see you. This is alright, isn't it? Yeah, welcome to the car edition of the Friday Gathering. It's like a pop-up church plant. When you you read about church plants, some people say that you need to have 50 people and your own facility and a full-time pastor to start a church plant, whereas you've planted a church in a car. With with five people, I think. Five people. That's all it's taken. There you go. 
Well, the Bible says when two or three are gathered together in his name, Jesus is there in the midst. That's it. You are going to bring a sermon to us today. Um, Eli's just read the Bible for us, which has been fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to see if this works in a car. Yeah, it sounds fun. Okay, yes. All right. All right, so Bible reading's done. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, as we start today, uh, I don't know if you've seen the new Netflix TV show called The Last Dance, which is about the career of Michael Jordan, uh, one of the best basketballers of all time. And the interesting thing about the documentary is that it leaves out uh, a really important moment in Michael Jordan's life. So that's actually quite telling about the superstar. Like, we're talking Michael Jordan here, like one of the greatest sportsmen of all time, not just the, one of the greatest basketballers. And, and if you're too young to know who Michael Jordan is, you might want to check out the Netflix series and find out more about him. But basically, the reason I'm drawing attention to this doco is they leave out a really interesting and important moment in his life. And that was in 2009 when he was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And when he got inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, you would think that that would be the pinnacle of your career, that it doesn't get any better than that. Like if anybody was left in any doubt that this guy was a fantastic sportsman, surely being inducted into the Hall of Fame would be enough to to prove to anyone how good you are. However, Michael Jordan in his speech used his speech to settle all these old grudges and old scores and to try and prove still how good he was. Like it wasn't enough just to get the award, he had to use his speech uh, to deride and put down other people in his past, including this young bloke that um, got picked for a basketball team in his inter-varsity years. Uh, in, he got picked in the basketball team and Michael Jordan get, got left out of that team. And basically Michael Jordan flies this guy to the speech night so that he can tell this guy in front of the whole world basically how good Michael Jordan is and that he's better basketballer than this guy that got picked for the team. And if anybody was left in any doubt, he basically says at the end of his speech to this guy in front of everyone, I'm better than you. Uh, I should have been picked in that team back in our university years. And coach, and he looks at the camera and goes, coach, you were wrong. You should have picked me. And there was kind of this awkward laughter in the crowd as everyone's like, really? Like you want to use your speech to tell this coach that he should have picked you for an inter-varsity team? Like what's going on for Michael Jordan that he still has to prove himself even though he's now been crowned as a Hall of Famer in the Basketball Hall of Fame for America? Well, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, you know, there's, there's something in all of us that I think can relate to that because I think there's times in our lives where we all really long for appreciation and we really long for people to respect us and we really want to prove to people that we're actually better than they think we are. Now, putting aside Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame moment, all of us have had times in our lives where we haven't been picked for that team or we haven't got the market school that we wanted or we haven't felt like we're as good as one of our siblings at school or we think that maybe our parents don't rate us or our coach, as in the case of Michael Jordan, might not rate us. And in a way, it's kind of sad that as human beings, we have to feel this pressure to perform, that somehow we need to get the appreciation and the love and the affirmation of other people based on what we are and what we can do. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking another really good reason that I like following Jesus is he frees us from that kind of stuff, that we don't have to feel insecure, we don't have to feel bad about ourselves all the time. We can actually relax in who we are. Now, in the passage that... Um, Elijah read for us today, Paul is reflecting on this kind of thing. And 
I want to just, uh, before I talk about the passage just really briefly, I just want us to pause for a sec and have a think about who Paul is. Now, Michael Jordan, if Michael Jordan was one of the greatest basketballers of all time, then the Apostle Paul was probably one of the greatest preachers and missionaries of all time. Like, after all, he was chosen um, by Jesus himself when he was on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians. Jesus appeared to him and actually convinced Paul that Jesus was real and Jesus um, basically uh, set a new chapter in his life. Now, up until Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, Paul had actually been one of the greatest Pharisees of the, of the time, one of the greatest teachers. He was really intelligent. And if anything, he could probably sit back and think how good he was. But Paul actually really... Um, look back on his old life before he became a Christian with a great deal of regret because after he followed Jesus he realized that he'd been living his life for all the wrong reasons now in Paul's case he'd been persecuting Christians he'd been um, trying to stop the gospel going forward but basically um, when he becomes a Christian he he doesn't only repent of all that bad stuff he'd done because he'd imprisoned Christians he'd actually been participating in Christians death even he didn't uh, put aside that stuff though and go, oh yeah, but maybe there was other stuff I was good at. In Galatians chapter 2, he actually sells, says, I, I consider myself dead to my whole life. My whole life before I was a Christian, it's as valuable as my life is. It's almost like I didn't start living until I met Jesus. And it wasn't just because of the bad stuff he'd done, because he realized what he was trying to do before he was a Christian was prove himself, live by his own rules, trying to impress other people by how zealous a Pharisee he was, how much he persecuted Christians, or how intelligent he was, or what a good speaker he was. And he lived in this kind of a form of slavery where he felt like he had to constantly prove himself. And I think even though we probably haven't had such a dramatic life as Paul, we all feel that pressure to prove ourselves. We all have to feel like, maybe I've got to have someone else tell me that I'm good for me to feel good about myself. Well, I'm here to say today, from reading Galatians, as Paul reflects on the teaching of Jesus, you don't have to live like that. You can actually escape this constant feeling that you're not good enough or that you have to wait for someone else to tell you you're really good because Paul felt like he really started to live again when he talks in Galatians chapter 2 when he says that he found Jesus that his old life was dead to him and now he is alive in Christ literally he's talking about the fact that it's like he's been born again that he's actually had this transformation experience and part of that transformation experience was freedom from having to prove himself I'd like to think for a moment about what would it be like if Paul got inducted into the Hall of Fame of Apostles. Now, obviously, as Christians, we don't have that stuff. And in fact, that's part of the problem for all poor old Michael Jordan. He's feeling like he has to prove himself because that's the world that he lived in. People were only as good as other people thought they were. But here, if Paul was inducted into some Hall of Fame, what would he use his speech for? Would he use his speech like Michael Jordan to talk about all the ratbags in his past that treated him badly or the fact that he didn't get picked for some inter-varsity team and he actually really never forgave the coach and held a grudge against the coach. Would he use his speech in that kind of way? No. What Paul does is he says, my new life is actually not based on anything that I've done. It's actually based on everything that Christ has done. I've been made alive in Christ. I think a really core thing for us to hold on to is that we need to remember that being a Christian frees us from the need to prove ourselves. 
and actually liberates us for the freedom of actually realizing that everything we are is who Christ has made us to be. After all, he's done everything for us. He died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of all the bad stuff we've done in the past. So like Paul, we can say that it's as though we were crucified with Christ too, that all the bad things we've done in our past has been paid for Christ, paid for by Christ on the cross. And as a result, we can actually live in the freedom of a new beginning. We don't have to feel guilt and shame for the things that we've done in the past. We can just feel free that Christ has wiped our slate clean and we can start again. So my question to us today is how are you going to use your new life in Christ? Well, I was thinking about it and seeing as Ethan wanted to pick me up in a car and we want to do the sermon in a car today, I was thinking that this is a really good analogy for the Christian life. Once you are free to be in Christ and you don't have to prove yourself anymore, you get a lot more momentum in life. You can achieve more. You can move forward, not because... Um, Jesus somehow magically gives you all these new opportunities or something, but really you get freed from the constant self-doubt that you used to have to live under as a person who didn't follow Jesus. Because without Jesus, you were basically the sum of your achievements. But with Jesus, you can build your life on the sum of his achievements for you. Because he has won for you a new relationship with God. When he took away your sin, you become a child of God. You become someone with a new identity. You know, when Jesus reflects on this himself, he says that you need to be born again. In other words, you need a fresh start. Do you need a fresh start today? Or if you have had that fresh start and you are a Christian, are you still tempted to go back to those old doubts, those self-doubts and those worries about what other people think of you? Or are you wanting to get momentum and move forward in your life and achieve without the things that hold you back, the self-doubt, the worry about what people think of you? I mean, the fact that these young crew have got together a church service in a car says to me, they're willing to experiment and try new things for Christ. Now, this is a bit of fun. They may do it again, they may not. But what they're doing is they're living in the freedom that Christ has given them to express their new identity in fun and enjoyable ways. My encouragement for you today in this really short amount of time to reflect on this is, is it something that you want to embrace? Do you want to embrace this new freedom that you have in Christ? Do you want to actually have momentum and move forward like a car? Or do you feel like you're bogged at the moment? If you feel like you're stuck in a rut or you're bogged in your life and you really need this freedom that we're talking about today, I'm going to pray a prayer for you. I'm going to invite you to pray that prayer with me. So let's bow our heads and and pray. And Ethan, keep your eyes on the road. You can continue to pray with your eyes open. I'm going to pray though. So I'm going to close my eyes and pray for us now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the freedom we have in Christ. Please forgive me for my sins. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Today I want to put my faith in Jesus and I want to be free for all the shame, free from all the guilt of the past and be set free to have momentum to move forward into the future with your Holy Spirit giving me the strength to live for you instead of live for myself. Please forgive me for my sins and the wrong things that I've done and please help me to live for you instead of live for myself. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that I'll be able to live my life based on what Jesus has done for me, not based on what I can do. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said amen to that prayer and you've made that prayer yours, I want to encourage you to get in contact with us and tell us about that. But in the meantime, continuing to in, continue to enjoy rather this uh, car ride. And um, this is the end 
of me for this car ride. I'm going to pop out. But thanks, Ethan, for the time. Fantastic. And thanks for letting me share a few things. All right, so I've, uh, we're just, we've just dropped uh, Stu home. This is good. We're just going to grab Eli and, and we'll wrap it up here, I think. Welcome back, Elijah. Thank you. Yeah, this is, so we're not going to go anywhere. Um, we'll probably just chill here um, in, in our driveway, actually. So um, welcome to our driveway, everybody, um, in this car. So Eli, we just had a fantastic sermon from Stu. Um, and, but the way we usually wrap this up is we finish by revealing the answer to the riddle. Yeah. Um, do you want to say the riddle again? Okay. Um, one night, a king, a queen, and their son, the prince, walks into a room in the castle. The next day, four people come out. How is this possible? Well, the answer to that riddle is in the question, and that is the knight. So, one night, a king, a prince, what was it? One night, a king, a queen, and the prince. Yeah. 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 So that's four people. That's four people. So that's the answer, the knight. Knight with a K. Yeah. Good night. Good night. <laughs> um, fantastic. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Um, like and subscribe. No, um, we're about to we're about to jump into youth. Uh, we're gonna do commitments first. So um, hit that. There's a Zoom link somewhere. Um, you might have been emailed it, or it's on the pulse. Uh, we have um, commitments now, and then youth at seven thirty. See you then. See ya. One way. One way. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings up the top of the page. You can choose anyone you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is okay by Ixit.